Tadano Nelzi with you here on 710 ESPN. Rams and Seahawks this Saturday. Make sure you are tuning in right here on 710 ESPN, your home of the L.A. Rams. DeMarco Fars, their on-field analyst, and will be on the broadcast, as he always is. And he joins us each and every week on Wednesdays at 615. Kind enough to join us now. Happy New Year, DeMarco. Happy New Year, fellas. What's Well, I can't say what's happening. No, we know what's happening. What, but we, how are you and, and, handling what's happening? Not well. Um, but yeah. nonetheless, we are trucking forward and moving forward. Okay. Um, All right. Much, much like the Celtics and Heat today when they put out their statement, they are, we are, they said they are playing the game to provide joy to their fans, and that's what we are doing here uh, as well. Okay. Um, you know, because I, I was, I was waffling. Like, is this? Are we doing the right thing? Should I be on the radio? Or, you know, am I going to do a Liam Neeson and, and do something I shouldn't do, say something I shouldn't say? But if you know, providing joy, then great. If it's a distraction, then then awesome. But I don't want you distracted at this point. You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah, I feel you. I feel DeMar- you. It's not DeMarco an easy day. And I, and, and I said Happy New Year to you because I haven't spoken to you since. And it, that right. felt, felt weird on a day like today. But you're, you're, my, you're my guy. So I need to say that right. to you I haven't spoken to you. So it just Happy New Year. Yes. yes. DeMarco, <laughs> um, brother, you and I yes, are on the same page when it comes to this conversation. It's the conversation about the wolf of, of Inglewood where we split. <laughs> oh, yes. You two had a Twitter conversation about the wolf of Inglewood. Um, wh- what was that all about, LZ, if you want to uh, let the audience in on that? I'll be real quick because we have a guest and I want him to have the mic. Um, he was wrong and I corrected him. That, that, that's basically the gist Okay. There, there, that wait, seems wait. simple. Where was I wrong? Uh, I, you, I took the numbers right off the stat sheet. And I took the numbers off the stat sheet too, but you seem to ignore my numbers because they didn't support no, your narrative. I did not. No, I, I love the fact that he ran for first downs. I, I think if you and we uh, talked about this the last time we were on, if you had a Wolford type performance up in Seattle, you beat them. If you if you could scramble and pick up first downs because that's all they were giving you uh, in Seattle, you you might have won that game. You could have wore out that defense just like you wore out Arizona's defense scrambling to pick up first downs. All I was pointing out was, let's pump the brakes a little bit, saying that this is the new Kurt Warner. This is a guy that had a uh, – talking about John Wolford. Right. Who you played with, Kurt Warner, not Wolford. Yes. Yeah, yeah he, he, he did what every backup needs to do. He went in there, and he didn't mess the game up. He did enough for the team to win. He did not hurt the squad. But let's just pump the brakes a little bit, saying that you found your, your, your new quarterback for the L.A. Rams. No, and my point was that I wasn't trying to say that the Wolf was the new quarterback, but that seeing a mobile quarterback who can run for a first down on occasion um, presented you with a different perspective as to what Sean McVay's offense could be. Oh, agreed, 100%. If that's where we're going, then there's no argument between uh, you and I, uh, between me and LZ. No, it's, it's there. And I've said this before, man, I mean – Sean McVay has to be perfect week in and week out when you have Jared Goff at quarterback because if the play isn't perfect, chances are it's going to be a dead play. Now, uh, John Harbaugh, uh, anybody that coaches Aaron Rodgers, um, Pete Carroll, who you're going to see in the playoffs this week, they have quarterbacks that can make a bad play call great or a bad play call good, at least viable. So I love the fact that John Wolford was good enough to pick up first downs and make the defense pay for being over-aggressive. That's something we have not seen at quarterback for the L.A. Rams in about – that's something I haven't seen out of the L.A. Rams in years, guys, going all the way back to before Sam Bradford. Yeah, ooh, Sam Bradford. 
forgot about that. Um, so anyway, uh, well, DeMarco. He wasn't around for long, so it's not hard to. Well, no, he was around for a long time. I feel like too long uh, is what I would say. Um, so, DeMarco, when you look at this matchup against Seattle, and, and look, the Rams have certainly had their way with Seattle. I believe it's five out of their last six. Um, but, you know, golf is dinged up in this one. And the, the Seahawks, since week 10, are almost as good as the Rams defensively. They are a different oh, team yeah. than we saw the first nine weeks of the season. How does that change the way that Sean McVay and, and, and this group goes uh, and, and goes into this game with? Well, this is funny. Uh, got into it. Not got into it. Just a little disagreement you know, during the break of the game. And when Maurice Jones-Drew said that the league had caught up to Sean McVay, and I said, I don't think they caught up to him. I think they caught up to Jared Goff. Now, if you go to San Francisco's game plan, uh, Robert Sala, who's in line for a head coaching job, if you look at what Pete Carroll or anybody that stymies a Jared Goff-led offense, it's you, 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 you jump on Cooper Cup, you, you force him to hold the football, you blitz him, or you force him into situations where he has to run. And then you have problems as an, as an offense. You get you stall. Uh, if you can't run the ball effectively to uh, kind of keep the defense off balance and you put all the heat on Jared Goff, you have trouble offensively. So that's what Seattle did. That's, that's exactly what we saw. Uh, they, they gave him the running lanes, and he could not take advantage of those running lanes to pick up first downs or to make them pay. So, uh, But John Wolford adds another dimension. Now, you know, it's a tough one for Sean McVay, and this is really, really hard. But in the politics of football, you're not supposed to lose your job through injury. So if Jared Goff is the starter and he's healthy enough to play, he must go back in. Now, for how long, we don't know. Uh, he already gave way to John Wolford, and we saw what that looks, looks like. So I would say that hook gets a little bit shorter. But if Jared Goff is healthy and he can give you a week's worth of practice, a week's worth of preparation, then he's got to be your guy going into the playoffs. He's the guy that got you there, in effect. I, I agree with you um, that if Jared Goff is healthy, you definitely roll him out. And I mean, it's not like he hasn't beaten, you know, freaking Seahawks before. Of course he has. But if his thumb is giving him problems, if he's not as accurate as he needs to be, I say you yank him in the second half, especially if we're struggling offensively and we're trailing, because – his best asset, and in a lot of ways, his only asset is his ability to throw the football. And if that doesn't work out, then at least give me somebody who can do other things. Oh, LZ, I agree. I got no problem with that whatsoever. And if you're Sean McVay, I bet you, like I said, I bet you have a shorter hook. If you call some plays and you're really monitoring how the ball comes out of his hand, if he starts throwing those flutter balls like he's struggling, then – you may just say, hey, get, get the wolf ready to go. And remember, man, you've got a defense. You've got a, a championship-level defense that's standing behind you watching you make decisions about your quarterback. Uh, so you can't go with a bad Goff for very long. But let me tell you, if Goff goes out there and he's accurate and he's throwing the ball well and that week off has really helped him, and you know if he plays like that accurate Jared Goff game, that guy is good enough to beat Seattle. We've seen that before, but yep. if he's having problems, if he's struggling, if the offense goes stagnant, then you saw what Wolford can do. He can help you win a one-score ugly football game. But here's the problem. You're going up against the one-score game master in Pete Carroll. He is comfortable in those situations. So, And I think Seattle is the only football team that can really go nose-to-nose -nose with the Rams' defense for three and a half quarters and just make those one or two plays 
just to beat you, just to break your heart at the end. That's how they beat you the last time you played. So, uh, really, if you're Sean McVay, you're watching. The first sign of trouble, I think you might have to go to the backup. DeMarco Farr with us here, Rams on field analyst. One last question for you in a second. By the way, we are giving away a Rams hoodie. Uh, we're going to play a game of sports trivia and station trivia. We're going to pair two of you against each other. The winner, the battle of the, the, battle of the hoodie. Uh, the winner will get the hoodie, and you can call us right now at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. First two callers get in. By the way, stay on hold if you're not one of the first two callers because if someone drops off, you're going to go right in. Next man up. Or woman up, for that matter. Um, so uh, get in on that now. But, DeMarco, last question for you. Do you believe that this is the ideal matchup for the Rams, considering their success against this well, team? Well, I'm going to agree with Aaron Donald uh, when he said post-game, this is the matchup we wanted, talking about his football team. I agree, man. It's a team you know you can beat. Uh, it's a team that does not scare you. And, I mean, Russell Wilson should scare the pants off of everybody. But this defense, this group, they feel comfortable going after Russell Wilson. And I thought Russell Wilson, when he played here in L.A., played one of his worst games. I mean, he really forced the football, which tells you the pressure was getting to him. So, yeah, this is a a favorable matchup for the Rams' defense versus their offense. Now, you've got to get something going on the other side. Uh, Either I I like the clock-chewing-type drives that the Rams had versus Arizona to start the second half. Take nine minutes away and kick a field goal. That's great if you can't score – if you can't be a Ferrari, then, then be an armored car with the football. Protect it, move it down slowly, kick field goals, and force the other team to throw to beat you, which is good. you got Jalen Ramsey out there on one side and Aaron Donald rushing the passer. If you have to throw to beat the Rams, I don't think you can. DeMarco Farr, Rams on field analyst. Don't forget, game is this Saturday. Tune in uh, in the morning for the pregame with Travis and Kirk and company. And, of course, JB, MJD, and DeMarco will have you uh, with the game beginning at it's uh, 1 o'clock, right? One forty is the kickoff? Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, one forty kickoff right here on 710 ESPN. DeMarco, you're the best, brother. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you, man. Stay safe. Stay sane. You too, man. You too, for sure. Uh, all right, LZ, are you ready? to play the game. We're going to pit some people against each other. Sports trivia, radio station trivia, all for a Rams hoodie. Are you ready for that? I'll take that as a yes. We're coming back in four (laughs) minutes on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Got less than 30 minutes here for you. We got, uh, we're giving away some Rams hoodies. Uh, coming up in the next segment, though, LZ and I will debate the merits of some Dodger rumors that are out there. Uh, so we got that to get into, plus um, some interesting anecdotes on the Lakers and Clippers. Uh, But it's time to play our NFL trivia game uh, slash station uh, trivia game. We have a hoodie to give away. It's a pretty nice Rams hoodie. LZ, I know you've seen it. Um, Mm -hmm. How would you best describe it? Luscious. Yeah, luscious is a good way to describe it. Yeah. And it's sexy. Uh, it's sexy. It is sexy. It is sexy. Uh, so Andrew in Northridge and Greg in L.A. will play against each other. here. So, guys, thank you so much for being on. I'm going to explain the game to you. It's very simple. 
it's much like a re a regular um, football game. You're I'm going to put you inside the ten yard line, and you have. I'm sorry. I'm going to put you at the twenty yard line at the red zone. Okay. So okay. you have you're at the twenty yard line, and you have three questions, three types of questions you can you can choose from. You can pick a first down question. Okay, which means you get 10 yards, right? Like you gain 10 yards. Those are the easiest questions. Then there's a field goal question, which means you can just kick it whenever you're ready. And that's three points. And that is a like middle of the road question. And then the touchdown questions, which means you're going for a 20-yard bomb right out of the gate. And those are the hardest questions. Now you get four downs. On fourth down, though, you have to either kick the field goal or go for the touchdown. Uh, unless you're already inside the 10, which means that you can go for the first down as well. Uh, but since you start at the 20, you've got to get at least two first downs to score, or you can pick the field goal question or the touchdown question. Any questions from you guys? Nope. Okay, nope. easy enough. All right, so I'm going to flip a coin here. I'm Andrew, since you're the first person on my board in Northridge, uh, heads or tails, call it. Ready? Call it. Tails. Tails. Okay. Right. Tails it is. So here we go. Um, do you want to kick or receive? You want to go last I'll or you receive. want to go first? Receive first. Oh, okay, you go first. All right, so what do you want? You're on the 20-yard line, first down. Do you want an easy question, uh, a field goal question, or a touchdown question? I'll do an easy question. Easy question. Name one of LZ's other jobs. God, there's so many of them. You could just do one. <laughs> He's a journalist, and uh, I think a professor as well, right? No, no, but where? Where? Where does he work? Where, what, what are his employers? I need other names! Employers? Names! Oh, okay. Uh, he's a journalist. I've seen him on CNN, and I've seen him on uh, Okay, CNN, well. CNN works. You got it. You CNN, got it. He's worked well done, CNN. Well there you go. All right, so you got a first down. So you are already at the 10-yard line. So you can go for another easy one and score a touchdown. Um, it is first down, or you can just go for the touchdown um, or kick the field goal. Up to you. What do you want? I go again? Yeah. Okay, so another easy one. Another easy one. All right. Uh, let's see. Give us a number, 1 through 15. Yeah, pick a number first, and I'll pick a question I that way. 11. 11. All right, number 11. What is the name of the stadium that the Rams play at? That's all five That is correct. So you got a touchdown on the board. You have seven points. All right, now it is Greg's turn. Greg, you heard how he played the game. Um, you are at first down. You're at the 20-yard line. Pick a question. Okay, a ten yarder. Now pick a um, pick a number between one pick between two and ten. Seven. What number does Aaron Donald wear? Ninety nine oh. is correct. You have a first down. All right. He's got um, ice water in his veins. All right. So you got one. You, obviously, you have a first down. You're at the ten yard line. Um, you want another first down question? I suppose. Okay. Cool. Next question. Um, what? team in LA won a championship for the first time in 32 years in 2020 that is correct the Dodgers you also have a touchdown so we are back now to Andrew Andrew um what do you want to do field goal first first down field goal or touchdown question uh I'll do another easy one okay you're at the 20 yard line name any of Greg's nicknames given by any of the hosts here on 710 ESPN um <laughs> uh, they call him Bergman they call him a cheater uh Liar. <laughs> nope, nope. I mean, they do call him all no, that, no, but no. those aren't that's actually his, nicknames, so that is incorrect. That's his ex. We yeah, need that, not yeah, what that. his ex calls him, what we call him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is incorrect. So it's second down. Go ahead. What do you want to do? I'll do a touchdown. Oh, okay. You're getting, oh. you're getting frisky. All right. Um, what team does Danny Green currently play for? 
The Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, look at you getting a touchdown. 14 points. Good Lord. All I right. mean, in, in all honesty, the defender fell down. It was an easy catch and run into the end zone for <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah. All right, Greg, uh, it's your turn. You're at the 20. Uh, what do you want to do? Easy question, uh, middle of the road, or a hard question? All right, so it's first down from the 20. Uh, easy question. What college did Rams receiver Robert Woods go to? That is correct. You got a first down. You were at the 10-yard line. What do you want to do? Another one of those. All right. What is the pact between Sedano and Steve Mason called? Five seconds. Don't feel bad. I had to look it up myself. That is correct. There you go. Touchdown. Wow. He pulled that out. All right. So now we're going to go to sudden death, okay, which means you have to both pick a touchdown question now, okay, because we are running up against the clock. Um, So, Andrew – we will keep going here, sudden death, until someone gets it wrong. Okay, until okay. if someone keep if you guys keep scoring, we will keep going until someone gets one wrong. Okay, right, Andrew, but, what okay. color socks am I wearing right now? But but no, stop. That's not the oh, question. Oh sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, but Greg, you will have a chance if Andrew scores first. Okay, that is the rule. Since you went second. Okay. Um. All right. Just like in the NFL, you get a chance to go. You get a chance to go in overtime. You got an LT, yeah. All right. So. Let's go. Andrew, let me see. Um, name all the teams that Keyshawn Johnson played for in the NFL. Our show is too long for that, George. It's not, it's not that much time. Stop it. Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New York Jets, and... Uh, it's too early for an was, and, brother. I think that was it, no? No, oh, that is man. incorrect. That is no, incorrect. No. You need a comma. You went too early for the and... Okay, um, I'm going to pick another question here. Um, all right, so Greg, Sean McVay came on this show and surprisingly told us he watches what TV sh- or he's watched what TV shows, binge-watched what TV shows during the pandemic. He did, actually. That was one of the shows that he, that he said he binge-watched. He binge-watched that, This Is Us, and Game of Thrones. Congratulations, Greg. You win second. So this is what you win the, uh, the, the hoodie. But you know what? Greg, what, Greg just told me something. Greg, what, what do we have? We, we have, have two hoodie. hoodies? We have two hoodies. Two All right, hoodies. so both of you guys are going to get a hoodie. We're going to hook you both up. How about that, okay? Give him a T-shirt, too. Give him right, a T-shirt. So don't, don't hang up. Don't hang up. Stay on hold. Laura's going to put you, get your information. We're going to send you those hoodies. Congrats to Andrew and Greg, and that is our football game. That was exciting, Yosey. I feel really good. Yeah, that was fun. I, I feel really, really good, especially the part where we got to talk about Greg. Yes. I love how he threw out liar, right? Like, ah, <laughs> cheater. Cheater. Cheater, <laughs> Greg. I was like, damn. He knows something about you. you. We don't. He knows yeah. something about you. We I don't. You know, I'm just saying. He was like, you guys cheater. forced this. You no. guys forced Dang. this upon hey, me. You <laughs> wrote the questions, not me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so anyhow, all right. Um, all right, so that's our game. Next time we have NFL-related stuff to give away, we will play the game. Uh, you know, so I can't tell you when that will happen again, but it will probably happen soon. Uh, all right, coming up next, the Dodgers are in some rumors. We'll talk about that, and if you are interested in who may be attached to these rumors. We'll get to that in three and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. So Don on LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Final segment of the show. We'll do some crosstalk with Scott Kaplan here in a few minutes. we got a couple minutes here. LZ, we talked about this earlier with Momo, but I'm curious... Um, I know that you and I discussed this a little bit, but I wanted to bring in Greg and Laura because they're huge Dodger fans. And the big rumor out there is DJ LeMayhew, who is, uh, Greg, would you say he's probably the biggest free agent on the market as far as like an everyday player in this free agency period? Yeah, him or Trevor Bauer. I mean, as far as an everyday player, yeah. An everyday player, yeah. I think he's got to be the biggest one that's out there right now. So Easily. how do you feel? about look because you know lz brought this up a couple weeks ago or actually longer than that like a month ago when we were talking about kike's future and lz you know astutely pointed out that kike kind of mentioned on twitter right or on social media that you know it might be his last hurrah with the dodgers and that is very possible um you know they have gavin lux you are a dodger nerd like you know everybody (laughs) in the minor leagues you know exactly who they are what they do um how do you feel about LeMahieu? Because LZ and I and Ramona talked about it, but I'd love to kind of get your thoughts and, and Laura's thoughts on it. So my thought is that if they do sign DJ LeMahieu and he comes to the Dodgers, that means that Gavin Lux is basically done as a Dodger and that they just don't believe that he, that he has the ability that they thought that he did. And he's right. they're going to trade him for mm-hmm. a bigger asset because he had he's had multiple chances already. And if you're on this Dodger team, you need to be able to perform when you get the chance. And he has not. He did initially. He did initially. I he mean, did. he well, he came up. He, was he hit a couple good home in that runs. postseason. He hit up. He hit a home run in that postseason. No, but leading he, up to the postseason, tells his point. He played pretty well those last in that September call up, didn't he? Yeah, he played all right. I mean, he was right around like two eighty, three hundred, and he yeah. like he had a couple home runs. He wasn't. He was okay. He was fine. He's always had some deficiencies at in, on defense and. He's supposed to be. He's that typical four A guy. He's not. He's better than triple A. He's Ooh, not quite like there in the in the pros. So yeah. he's just kind of in the middle right there. And I, I don't know. I just feel like if you if they're looking for a second baseman and they really want a second baseman, that right. means they don't believe in him. Yeah, that is that is yeah, true. Uh, true. Laura, he's a good good player. Like he's a very good player. He's an all star caliber player. Um, I, I, you know, look, we have seen this Dodger team, and you follow it as closely as anyone, you know, build mostly through their farm system, right? But they, you know, you're a huge fan. They brought in Mookie from the outside. Like, do you think they should keep bringing dudes from the outside to keep trying to win more championships, or do you think they should take a more measured approach? No, whatever's going to bring me another chip to L.A., I'm with it. So you bring whoever you feel is going to get us another ring, and I'm here to support you. Okay, that's, that's fair enough. That's how I feel. I mean, yeah. LZ, he's really good, LeMayhew. I don't care. You can stay there. You can stay in New York. Is he New York, y'all? He's in New York. Well, he was with the Yankees last year, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he can go back there. I, I, I am not – as concerned about that hole because whatever money DJ may be asking for, I'd rather just give it to Kike. It's going to be way less, that's for sure. I'd rather just give it to Kike. So, let me me ask you this. We we need to value continuity. We need to value guys who have been there through the rough side of the mountain. It isn't always a guaranteed that the stats that you pay for are going to translate into the wins that you're hoping will happen. And so I'm just really, really cautious 
when it comes to reloading championship teams with guys who may not be that much better than the guys we already have. Put it that way. So I just have a quick – Kike Hernandez. Love Kike. I love him. I think he's a fantastic Dodger. Chris Taylor is basically the exact same guy. They're both right-handed hitters. They both play second base. They both play the outfield. You can move them all around. You're missing it, bro. You're missing it. You're missing it. Why? Kike brings you so much more than the stats. He's fire and ice. Yeah, He's but heart I, I, and soul. I, I get all that. I get all that. But this is baseball, at least my opinion, is a individual sport that masquerades as a team sport. Agreed. <laughs> Particularly because of the isolation when you're a batter versus a pitcher on offense and things of that nature. So, um, and look, it's not like LeMahieu has been known to be some sort of clubhouse disturbance. Um, no, you know, so I don't think no. it would rock the boat in that regard either. Um, and he's just a much better player than Kike. So, I, I mean, look, as long as it, it they, you know, look, I think that Andrew Friedman is, if not the smartest baseball executive, maybe you could, he's arguably the smartest baseball executive. So if he's interested in DJ LeMahieu, I'm good with DJ LeMahieu. And sorry, Kike, I love you, my half Cuban or quarter Cuban brother, uh, you know, half Puerto Rican, half Cuban. Uh, but, you know, uh, you go with the guy who's better, you know? Sometimes better isn't always better. You know, it's. And I, I just believe that it takes so much more than just talent to be a championship caliber team. There's continuity. There is a sense of cohesiveness. There's a sense of team. And you're right, George. And I have used the same phrase as well, that baseball is a individual sport masquerading as a team. However, you travel as a team and you still interact and practice as a team and you go through rough times as a team. And you celebrate together as a team. And so Kike, like JT, and maybe, you know, a couple of other guys, their personalities and their presence brings things that is beneficial for, to the whole in ways that stats simply can't show us. I think Kike is one of those guys. Now, if he's asking for too much money and it blows things up financially, then yeah, I get it. Move on. I feel the same way about JT. Four-year deal, I can't do that for you, bruh. I love you, but four years is too much. Right. But I'm not so enamored with your numbers that I'm going to overlook the other aspects of what builds a champion. So let me ask you this, because I, I, I'm just not, I, like, I, Laura, you, what did you, you wanted to say something? I'm sorry. I just said that I understand. I love Kike. I love JT, but I rather have the guy that's going to help me propel the team forward and win another championship, and I can't keep those guys just because – of the sentiment of them being here. You know what I mean? Like, I rather, I'm like, I love you guys. Trust me. I got a ticket going to get that Kike bobblehead one. So yeah. I love You went him. to the stadium to watch the games there. Yeah. yeah. So it's just. In the parking uh, lot. Yeah. So for me, it's more like, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. LZ, you brought up Justin Turner and the four-year deal. And we'll, we'll kind of end the segment here because we got to do crosstalk here in a second. But, um, and, and I'm with you. Four years, no way. Um, but it's too much. Yeah, but Greg, what are the other options internally at third base at the moment? They would have Edwin Rios was there last year. He was right. kind of there. There's, I mean, people are talking about thighs. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big Rios guy, but other people are. Um, they're talking about. Did you play possibly, Seager there? 
that was the other part. Moving Seager there, I don't think you do. If he, if Seager wants to be a shortstop, then he is the right, shortstop. Right. Yep. yep, he is the World Series MVP. He was the MVP overall for this team. Absolutely, you leave him at no, shortstop. No, I know, but he if he's okay playing third base. Sure, then you, you can move th- him. Doesn't that open things up for a potential trade with the Indians like everyone had been talking about for the last two seasons? Absolutely, and then that's where a guy like Gavin Lux can move. Or Gavin Lux's natural position is shortstop and not second base, so maybe they just prefer him at shortstop. Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah, if you can get Lindor for Lux. But you know what? In all seriousness, like as, as people listen to this, you know, and you may think, why are they talking Dodgers? Pitchers and catchers are going to report in five, six weeks. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this is happening soon. <laughs> you know, like there's yeah. going to be resolution on some of this roster stuff here over the next month or so, so. Yeah, um, I just I, I hear what you guys are saying about the other players, and I'm not arguing from a talent perspective that sure. they bring things to the table. But I can't stress enough how important it is to have a personality cohesiveness as well. You know, Yasiel Puig brought a lot of really great things to the to the table as a talent, but he didn't bring what we needed from a personality and cohesiveness perspective, clearly. And once he left, you heard that from people, that he was a more of a disruption than a helper or a glue guy, despite his talent. And I don't know these other guys. I don't. So I'm not suggesting that if we bring them in, they're going to be problematic. What I'm suggesting is, are their numbers on paper and what they do on paper so much better than what we currently have that we can ignore those other aspects, good or bad. And I don't know if that's true in this situation when it comes to JT. For me, the JT issue is about the terms of the agreement that he wants more so than the talent and the names being mentioned to replace him. Well, the beauty is we have uh, about a month or so, as I mentioned, to kind of discuss this because I'm sure it won't be the first time or the or it's the first time, but it won't be the last time. That's for sure. Uh, all right. We're going to take a quick break. Scott Kaplan's going to join us for a little crosstalk. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. 710 ESPN. Yeah, yeah, Sedano and LZ morphing into the Scott Kaplan Show. It's been too long since we talked to our man Cap. Cap, how are you? I'm really good, guys. Happy New Year to both of you. Yes, sir. Back at you. Happy New Year. Is this the first time we've talked in 2021? Yeah. It is. It is. Wow. 2021. Almost the same as 2020, basically. There it is. There we are. (laughs) Not much has changed. (laughs) Right. It didn't exactly go from... Okay, it's uh, January 1st, 2021. Everything's back to normal. Like, no more COVID. (laughs) No, No, we didn't hit the reset button. Right, and then then today is, LZ, I heard you earlier really kind of teeing off on this about how, you know, if you turned on SportsCenter, what happened today in D.C. was the story. There were college basketball games that were being canceled. There were were NBA players talking about it all day. So I know it's – it's hard to, to watch what's what's happened all day and what's what's still going on right now. Yeah, yeah, it's wild for sure. Um, so Cap, what what was uh, what was the time during the holidays like for you? And during this time, as everybody kind of experienced it a little differently than they had in previous years, I've become very handy, George Sedano. Like I can put stuff together now. Wait, like, what? Well, get out of here. Yeah, like I'm not a handy person. Me neither. And 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 my father, like I grew up, my father could do anything. He's like MacGyver. He could fix anything. He had, you know, the ultimate set of tools, Jeff Spicoli style. He could do anything. He could fix cars. He could fix anything electrical in the house. He could fix toilets. He, if there was something that could be fixed, 
He could fix it. I couldn't fix anything. I have become very good with the worst tool that has ever been created by man, the Allen wrench. I freaking hate the Allen wrench. <laughs> what, because a what a strange tool to hate. <laughs> it's a terrible tool, George. Why? Why, why, why you hate the Allen wrench? Okay, so, so look, LZ, George asked me how my, my you know, few days off were over the holidays. I did a lot of building of stuff at my girlfriend's place. She bought all this stuff, bed frames and, and chairs and tables and all these things. Wait, and wait, she wait. How long you guys been together? It's going on two years. This is a great question uh, by yeah. you. You need to you need to be building some stuff. Go on. Yeah, yeah. So so she said to me, "We're going to do this," and I was like, "You know, I'm really not very good at this kind of stuff. You know, you'd be better off hiring somebody." And then I heard myself say that, and I thought, "You know what? Be a man, okay? Like like act like you can do this, and then just get it done, will you?" And I I have learned she does all the thinking and all the talking. Hey, do this, do this, do this, and then I just execute on what she says. But the Allen wrench itself, if they had something better than the Allen wrench, there's an Allen wrench ratchet, which is pretty good. LZ, I know you like the word ratchet. I do. Um, the, the, the ratchet is pretty good. It saves a lot of time. But the Allen wrench itself, very difficult tool to use. Very time-consuming. You know, I, there are you're a lot of things. Well, I, it just feels like you're picking on one, <laughs> one aspect of the tool life. <laughs> and, you know, as a minority myself, I am just a little sensitive when minorities of any life are picked on. And the mm -hmm. Allen wrench is definitely the minority of tools. Mm -hmm. We're mm -hmm. always there, but we never value. We're never in the TV commercials. No one's ever saying, hey, check out our Allen wrench. Nope, it's always hammers and, yeah. and drills. That is true. Yeah, it is always hammers and drills and screwdrivers occasionally. Screwdrivers occasionally. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. even seen mallets get more love. Saws. Than saws get love. Saws. Oh, saws God. Saws. Saws have it. They have like their own movie. Yeah. No, I'll tell you a tool I really like is a is a an Allen wrench. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've, I I hate them and I love them. The Allen wrench, well, the worst tool ever, man. I'm telling you, it's terrible. It is funny. I I used an Allen wrench um a ton one time. Okay, and the, I'm gonna explain it to you because I, uh, when I was a bachelor, I uh, I bought a futon at mm -hmm. IKEA, mm -hmm. and you know at IKEA you got to build the damn thing yourself. Mm -hmm. And I, to your point, am not like you. Uh, previous to this holiday, was not one of those guys. Okay, yep. but mm -hmm. I said I'm gonna do it because it's the right thing to do. I'm gonna build this futon. It took me four damn hours. First of all, I couldn't <laughs> read the damn instructions right. because they were in you know Swedish or whatever it is that IKEA uh, is is you know where, where they're based. And then, like, you know, the, 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 the parts are just labeled all sorts of other stuff. And if you screw one thing up, you have to start all over again. So anyway, long story short, uh, it took me four hours to do that. And the only tool it brought was an Allen wrench, which right. I think made the whole process way longer than it should have been. That's what I'm saying. Allen wrenches make things longer. Hmm. Got it. I, I asked my dad. I called my dad. I go, hey, dad, uh, they got like drill bits for Allen wrenches or what? You know, because <laughs> you know, if there's not a drill bit that that is for an Allen wrench, then then somebody should be making billions of dollars with the Allen wrench drill bit. And my father said to me, because, again, he could fix anything. You know, he said he goes, here's what you do. Go get the wire cutters and cut the 90 degree angle off the Allen wrench and then stick it in the drill and then that's how you're going to have the Allen wrench drill bit. 
I said, Dad, somebody probably has already thought of this, and it, it's probably at the hardware store. I'm going to guess. I think I could probably get one if the hardware stores are open. Were they open? I'm sure. George, I didn't go to the hardware store. Oh, I come on! I mean, I wanted to, but but I just I just sat there and stripped the Allen wrench with all the Allen wrench bolts because eventually <laughs> you strip them all. You, you wind up stripping every one of them. Oh, it's fantastic. By the way, you're listening to KSB in Los Angeles. I should have done that like three minutes ago. Mm. Um, good Lord, that's funny. Did you uh, – but, okay, so what, what? So you built stuff at the girlfriend's house, but, like, right. w- was there anything cool done at the girlfriend's house? Did you guys st- – like, Hey, George. Not hey, that. Hey, not oh, that. Sorry. Not oh, that. Sorry. Not oh, that. Oh, like, oh, did right. you guys, uh, you know, cook something interesting during the holidays? Did you uh, try some new wine or something? Like, what did you – like, w- w- give me something that's uh, not an Allen wrench at this point. Are you actually doing manual labor, which clearly – you don't love and you're not very good at mm-hmm. you know what we really like to do and we did a lot of it um is we e-bike do you guys do you guys know so it's like the, a peloton no, no 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 an actual bicycle for outdoors uh-huh. with a motor but it's got a full-on motor and oh i've cheating. seen these it's yes cheating. yes yes it, oh, of it's course like, it's cheating yeah. it's of cheating. course it's, it's like cheating. being in like a three-way and claiming that you're in a monogamous relationship <laughs> it's totally cheating <laughs> <laughs> that is an excellent analogy. Yes, outstanding. So yeah, we we're e-bikers now, George. Now yeah. now, LZ's right. It is cheating. So when I ride by somebody that's on a road bike, like cycling, mm-hmm. um, and they got on their Lance Armstrong gear, right. I give them a little like I give them my horn, bring bring, and they right. look at me with the eyes that says that's cheating, and I go, yeah. don't worry, I'm going home. I'm yeah. getting my Lance Armstrong gear on, and I'm going to get out on my road bike next. But right now. This is a form of transportation. It's not a form of exercise, form of transportation. It's like a moped. The thing does 30 miles an hour. 30 miles per hour? Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. I promise you. I promise you. I'm going to send you guys right now. I'm going to tweet to you guys right at this exact moment a video I shot at about 30 miles an hour cruising down the coast highway in one of my favorite stretches of road. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find this and I'm going to send this to you guys. I say it like as if it was readily available, and it should be, but I can't find it now. But I will find it, and I will send it to you guys. Oh, you can't send you those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could. We, you know, just... <laughs> Probably don't want to send those. Probably should move those to a private folder. Or just poke mine <laughs> and see what happens. Could we help your Q rating? Yeah, really. Oh, my. Ooh, I got to do something with that. Mm. It looked like you already did, according to the pictures you're looking at. Um, let me ask you a question, if you don't mind, if, because cause now I, I really want to find this video and send it to you guys. But let me ask you a question. You guys know of dry January? No. What does that mean? It's like a thing that people do, like, you know, in November when people grow mustaches? Yeah. Okay. Dry January is like, okay, I ate everything. I drank everything through the holidays. And uh, now through the month of January, I'm not going to drink because it's going to help me lose weight and I'm going to get my stuff together. And I partied too much at the end of the year. So people commit to dry Januaries. You, you haven't That's heard of this? That's not really how healthy lifestyles work. But anyway, go on. No, I agree with you. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you need to binge and then stop binging. I think right. uh, moderation. But I wondered if anybody partakes in the dry January. Not me, dude. Hell no. I am also a moderation type of person anyway. Like, I don't, yeah. I I don't normally drink during the week. I have a couple of glasses of wine on Saturdays and Fridays and Saturdays, maybe Sunday. 
Um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't go too wild on, on the, uh, I'm a moderation person, Cap. I believe that. I do. Yeah. I think you're a disciplined guy. I, just I do have a lot of discipline, sometimes too much, unfortunately, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Uh, you guys, um, you guys excited to be back on the air though for the new year? I mean, I, I, yeah. I loved filling in for you guys. Well, thank you for I doing just, it. Oh, thank my you. pleasure. And I got totally addicted to the, the daily nature of, of being on the air. And then all of a sudden it was like gone again, you know? And so I was so happy to be back on. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. I mean, we had the uh, the the fascinating situation of being on on Monday, and then the Lakers were on on Tuesday, so we weren't on. So this is only our second show. Oh, uh, really? This week. Yeah, and we got a short show tomorrow. This is that is the interesting and uh, you know dynamic of being on in afternoons here is that the Lakers when they're on the East Coast are just not on. Uh, so we're, it's just we're, we're yeah. damn near dry January anyway. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. What is what? What do you guys think? You know, some people are like, "Oh my God, you're impressed with that win last night." And I'm thinking to myself, look. I yeah. really didn't think that we were going to see the Lakers really be very good until 20 games in. I mean, but I think they look really good. I think that I like a lot of the different rotations. I like seeing different bodies on the floor at the same time. Um, I, I like what I've seen. And to win four games on the road this early in the season with these back-to-backs, and I don't care who's playing and who's not playing. That's your problem. I mean, but you, you got to win these games. And listen, I don't have a lot to complain about here in the early part of the season. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, look, we, LZ and I talked about it a little bit earlier. It's just like they kind of are coasting a little bit and also figuring each other out. I shouldn't say it's just coasting, right? Like well, they're a new team with a lot of new parts, right? So you, you know what's coasting, George? This what? damn video that's, that Scott just posted of him on his e-bike. This is coasting. I can't even believe you didn't qualify this as biking. You're just <laughs> no, driving. Not biking. Not biking. You're driving. Basically. Yeah, oh no, it's a it is a form of transportation, not exercise. Are you, are you seeing this, George? Are you seeing this on Twitter? Um, no, let me look at it here. Hold on, pull it up. He's oh, literally I see just it. driving. I see it. Yeah, I you are literally you said- like on a scooter. You're like on a Vespa. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah, moped. I can't even believe you said you were on a bike. You're not on a bike. You're, You're going 21 driving. miles per hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not. I'm telling you, it's it's called e-biking, but it's like you're never pedaling. You don't need to pedal. Once you put it in pedal assist in gear five. You have the choice of the throttle at your right thumb, or once you push the pedals, you're going 28 miles an hour. Yeah, that car zoomed past you, but you, you know, I feel like if you wanted to, you could hit the turbo boost button and then you'd like catch yeah. up to him. Yeah, like where I can ride in the road, I ride in the road. I'm doing 30 miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, I'm That's... still going to like the video, though, because I'm tagging it, right. but I'm disgusted by you. Yeah. It is, it is a, it is a, uh, a like in, uh, in protest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's how it's we're going to do it. It's fun. Once you, you guys uh, get addicted to it, I'll tell you that right now. By the way, James Vera tweets us. He says he did dry January two years ago, lost some weight, but it was very tough. I want to see pictures. Yeah. I Sh- won't be George doing your dry, pictures, dry James. January. I yeah. want to see it before and after. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so, Cap, what do you got going on tonight? Well, tonight, I am, uh, I am really shocked at video that I saw earlier today from Rams practice. Mm-hmm. I did not think Jared Goff would be back on the practice field. I didn't think he'd grip the football, throw the football. I'm going to talk a lot tonight about what the Rams should be doing mm-hmm. at quarterback. Uh, and I'm going to talk to Eric Williams from Sports Illustrated, who covers the Rams. He'll be with us. I'm going to talk to Dave Softy Maller from KJR Radio in Seattle. Give us a scouting report on the Seahawks two weeks later, like we needed right. it. Uh, I am surprised that there's this talk that that Goff could be ready 
And I'm going to talk to Dr. David Chow, the pro football doc tonight. Too. I, I just thought two weeks later, you're not going to throw a football with screws inserted in your thumb. So a doc who's going to explain to us how um, and, and predicts that he will play. And then I'll talk some Lakers basketball tonight. Geeter McGee will stop by. So I, I'm loaded. I got a packed show tonight, and I just turned on the Clippers and the Warriors. I got Steph on my fantasy team, George. Oh, he's well, he balled out the other night. He had 62, and he's going up against the Clippers, as we mentioned tonight. Um, I feel like he can have another big night against the Clippers. You know that 62 points he scored was 69 points in fantasy basketball. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, 69 points. Uh, well, it sounds like you're going to have a hell of a show, and we'll be listening, and we'll be loving it. And it was great to catch up with you again. And we will, will we be talking to you again? Well, we won't tomorrow because we have Lakers. Friday? You're around Friday? No, there's something else on Friday. God darn it. There's always I know, something. man. It's ridiculous. There's I know. something. All right. What is it, Laura? Friday? Is it, it, oh, the is Lakers it, are playing Friday, too. That's right. Yeah. What is it? It's San Antonio tomorrow and then Chicago maybe Friday? Right, right. The Bulls. They're going to crush yeah. both those teams. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. At least there's that. Uh, all right, all right well, Cap- I miss both of you guys. I want you to know that. We miss you, too, brother. Have Thank a great you. show, and we'll Thank talk you. to you soon then. All right. All right. Scott Kaplan's coming up next. Make sure you stick around for that. LZ, excellent work as always. You, too, brother. All right. Laura and Greg, great job as well, too. Uh, all right. We're done here. Scott Kaplan's up next. Stick around. We're back in three minutes.